Today on We Hear, Page Six was at the Oscars. We'll take you inside the star-studded Vanity Fair after party. While Brad Pitt won at the Oscars, Angelina Jolie is trying to revamp her image. And it was a bad week for people's faces. We've got the latest on celebrity tattoos. Coming up next on We Hear. Oh my God. We're on page six? No. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin, And I'm Ian Moore, and welcome to We Hear, a Page Six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. And award show season is over. The Oscars have come and gone. Yes, and it's the biggest story behind the story, I think, Maggie, is always <laughs> the Vanity Fair Oscars party. Yes, I feel that celebrities often dress a lot better when they go to this. I like the Vanity Fair Oscar party looks way more than I like the red carpet looks. People seem to really kind of let their hair down and have fun. Right. I actually remember a couple years ago when Melissa McCarthy and her husband, though, showed up in like black Adidas tracksuits on on the red carpet. But most people get more like, so what's like you get, you ditch the gown and Mm -hmm. put on something more. And the guest list is far different, you know, like. The Emily Ratajkowski's of the world are there. Caitlyn Jenner, Kim Kardashian, Kylie Jenner. These people who Kanye, maybe, yeah, that's maybe true. wouldn't be at the Oscars. I mean, the thing that I've always enjoyed about being at the Vanity Fair party is that basically during Oscars weekend, because it basically goes now from or more than the weekend, it goes from like Wednesday through Sunday night, their parties. And the entire time, except for Vanity Fair, every party that you're at, you're worried there's like major FOMO. So like you sit down at a dinner and you're like, or you're at like one agency's party and then you're worried about like, should you be at the other agency's party? Or is there some party you weren't invited to or where people are? So the thing is, when you, by the time you get to the Vanity Fair party, the thing that's great is when you look around, every single person is famous pretty much. So... It's like I, I've likened it to it's like the cover of like the Sgt. Pepper's album or something where everybody said like you're like, wait, Albert Einstein and Louis Armstrong. But you're like, oh, it's Lady Gaga and, you know, Mick Jagger at the same party. So I always when I've gotten to the Vanity Fair party, breathe a sigh of relief because I look around and I'm like, I'm in the right place. There's no other place that I should be right mm. now besides this party. Hashtag wasn't invited to Madonna's party or Jay-Z's. But, you know, but that's not so in any event. But the other thing that's great about the Vanity Fair party, and we have a lot of them this year, our own Emily Smith was out there. But it's also like the crazy mashups that you get of mm-hmm. celebrities there is awesome. And then also the celebrities feel like if you're there, they, they assume that everyone who's there is so heavily vetted mm-hmm. that it's one of the few events that is a journalist when you're there. They just like assume you're OK. Like I feel like the stars are a lot less suspicious of mm-hmm. the media. Um, but any event, so Emily was out there and apparently Brad Pitt, who, you know, I think got the most attention of any star of the night who won, he was one of the few people who actually did not walk the red carpet at the party. He sneaked in through a side door. Wow. Considering he was kind of the darling of this award show season, I'm surprised. Yeah. Apparently the people who did not walk the red carpet, but showed up at the party through a secret entrance where Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. Al Pacino, mm-hmm. for some reason, but mm-hmm. maybe he just needed assistance or couldn't walk that far or something, um, and Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez. Mm. And some people were theorizing that maybe Bezos got a case of, um, you know, 
being a little shy after Chris Rock, you know, all that camera time he had in the opening of the Oscars with Chris Rock kind of making a bunch of jokes about him Mm -hmm. and his relationship with Lauren Sanchez. Something else I love about the Vanity Fair Oscar party is that it's when you see celebrities dress the nines eating in and out because they pass around trays of double doubles and all kinds of fries and stuff. And what do I love more than seeing a celebrity eating something I could afford? Totally. Well, that was also one of my big regrets of the Vanity Fair party has always been that I never eat the in and out and I want to, but I'm like oddly too self-conscious and I'm like worried I'm going to like run into somebody and have to start like because you're like looking for specific people usually from the night where you're like I have to ask like if you saw like the year that Faye Dunaway and Warren Beatty announced the wrong movie mm-hmm. for best picture and then you're like what if I've got this in and out and then I have to see Faye Dunaway and what am I going to do with the burger and like you have to throw it. Um, <laughs> apparently Emily saw in terms of the crazy mashups and then I'll get back to Brad Pitt at the party seeing through the side door. But just some of the wacky combinations of people you see. Billy Porter was there. Mm-hmm. He was eating an In-N-Out burger, and he took a, a long satin glove off to eat it with his with his teeth. Took mm-hmm. off the glove with his teeth and ate the In-N-Out burger. And right before that, he was seen um, hanging out with Marilyn Manson. Quite a duo. Yeah, exactly. And by timeout fashion, <laughs> Billy Porter's Vanity Fair look was. I think it was a little more exciting than what he wore on the red carpet. He, right. We He had actually told us, or we overheard him at a party before he headed out to L.A., um, a party at Saks. Mm-hmm. There's a restaurant there called Lavenue at Saks. Yep. And he was telling people that he was going to have this big surprise for his red carpet look. But I guess you weren't such a fan. Well, the thing is, I think... The bar has been set so high. He's now just competing with himself. No one else is in that space. After he had the motorized hat, I felt like, wow, like what kind of like, is there going to be dry ice coming out of the train? Out of your or, pants. Like, what's going on? You know? um, yeah, that's like, oh, true. Metallic's cool. That, that's a good point. That's why I don't do that stuff to just <laughs> keep the bar really low. But the, um, yeah, so Brad Pitt's. Brad Pitt sneaked into the party through a side door and everyone was sort of focused on him. So all these people like Spike Lee ran over to him. Mm -hmm. Kim and Kanye ran over to him. Tiffany Haddish. So they were all sort of running over to Brad Pitt to congratulate him. And apparently he didn't feel really comfortable with Mm -hmm. all the attention, believe it or not. He apparently, according to our report, was just nervously tucking his hair behind his ear taking a barrage of bro hugs in stride, but soon headed for the exit, saying apologetically, I'm not really a party guy, and heading off into the night. But one person who also congratulated him was a guy, you know, Brad Pitt has talked openly about his first Hollywood gig, which was mm-hmm. dressing up in a chicken costume in front of an El Pollo Loco Love it. in Hollywood. So the guy who gave him the gig, Michael Casson, who's now like a sort of top branding guru also he did give brad pitt a big congratulations and and brad apparently even thanked him for the opportunity to be in the chicken costume which led directly to this oscar i love that you know what's funny brad pitt you know he looked great he's had a great season Last night, there was buzz on Twitter about his hair, that his hair looked dead on the end. And it's I like, thought that too. Like People were like, you could have gotten a trim for the Oscars. You're going to win. Everyone I knows you sort are. Of thought, I have to admit, I thought that his hair right during this season in Once Upon a Time in dot, dot, dot Hollywood and in, in uh, Ellipses and, Hollywood and, and during Oscar 
award season leading up to the Oscars, his hair was so like flowing and lustrous and kind of fluffy and had this like kind of flare to it and other F words. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But the um but yeah, last night it did look kinda like stiff and kind of dead on, on the ends. What was that? It looked like he could have used a deep conditioning treatment in my oh, like a leave in conditioner opinion. or should have done like a hair mask. Yeah. Some VO five even. You can get that out of the drugstore. Oh, my for grandmother very cheap. <laughs> actually was always pushing Alberto VO five hot oil treatments on me. Unfortunately in my case I I the, I had lice. Oh, <laughs> back to the Vanity Fair party where no one had lice. Um, <laughs> there were some other interesting, interesting duos. duos there. Um, Cynthia Erivo and Lena Waithe were together, mm. kind of working the room together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gail, not Godot, but Gail Gadot. Is that her phonetic Talking to M. M. Rada, Emily Ratajkowski, probably... Probably tell you about how to pronounce their last names. Greta Gerwig and Beanie Feldstein were dancing away with Antonio Banderas was there. Now, oh, one other thing, by the way, Maggie, about Brad Pitt that he revealed. There's been a lot of speculation as to who was writing his speeches during the award season because he had all these quips that kept getting picked up everywhere, right? Like he had Mm -hmm. a Tinder joke. He had um, lots of jokes at the expense of his love life. Lots of jokes at the expense of his love life, said he can't bring dates to the Oscars. Then at the Oscars, he had some political comments. And there mm-hmm. were there were lot there was lots of um, speculation in Hollywood as to who was writing his material. It was too good. Sources had told us like these were just rumors, unsubstantiated rumors. We were hearing that George Clooney was writing some of his material for him. What? Yeah. That's his a Ocean's Eleven co-star. And then Adam McKay, mm-hmm. who directed The Big Short mm-hmm. and is Will Ferrell's producing Succession. partner. Succession. Yeah, exactly. That he was writing the material. But Brad Pitt revealed backstage at the Oscars that he has written all his own speeches. He just says he does like run the jokes by friends and he has a lot of great friends who weigh in on this. Who do you know. run your jokes by? Unfortunately, nobody, Maggie, which is part of the problem. <laughs> I need to I need to run I don't know I need like a stand up comic friend to take a look at some of these. So now that award show season is over, I guess we're just sitting pretty till the Met Gala. I guess so where we need to start campaigning for next year. I'm talking as if we have a project that we hear the movie. When are they going to give Oscars for podcasts? Well, the Pulitzer has recently announced that um they I think there is going to be an audio category, so Oof. It's time to get busy. <laughs> Could be our big moment. I need to cut off these dead ends from my Jufro. So while Brad Pitt has been winning award after award, Angelina Jolie has been pretty busy trying to revamp her career. Yeah, Brad Pitt has been in the spotlight and is having the Bradessance, as we've coined it, um, exclusively trademark, copyright, etc. Order the t-shirt on wehear.org. Yeah, Angelina Jolie has not had as much luck, Maggie, mm. um, on the big screen. Some of her recent movies, like her Maleficent sequel, mm-hmm. have not performed so well at the box office. One thing to keep in mind as well is while her Maleficent sequel did not perform as well as people were perhaps expecting domestically, it made like $114 million, it was huge internationally. So 
worldwide, the movie made $491 million. So I think Angelina Jolie's currency is much more as an international star than as a uh, Hollywood star in America, sort of going in a bit of a different direction than Brad Pitt. And our own Emily Smith out in L.A. for the Oscars reported that behind the scenes, Angelina Jolie has just switched agencies to try and revamp her career. Oh, yes. She reported that Jolie has signed with WME. Yep. After she had been with their rivals, CAA and UTA. Right. She spent time. She had been at UTA for many years. Mm Mm-hmm. I think for the bulk of her career, she had always been at UTA. Then she jumped to CAA, the kind of, you know, death star of Hollywood agencies. Mm. I mean that in a complimentary way, I guess, because you want your agent to be on the death star. You don't want your agent to be in like the like, you know, cuddly, fluffy place. And then um, (laughs) now she's gone with WME, which is headed by, you know, Ari Emanuel Mm -hmm. and Patrick Weitzel. Lauren Sanchez's ex. But sources have told us that it is not to necessarily boost her her movie career. She has some other projects in mind that she wants WME to land for her. What kind of projects? Like more humanitarian work? Exactly. She's looking. These are going to be more uh, things along the lines, as you say, of her humanitarian work. So more, you know, she has been directing and producing you know documentaries she wants to do more documentaries more books and other initiatives around the projects she cares about you know including protecting refugees Mm -hmm. and stuff about education um so a source told emily that angelina has been looking for a global company to support her global ambitions Mm -hmm. she wants to diversify and to grow who doesn't what, um, what is Lindsay Lohan doing? Does she have an agent yeah, yet for yeah, her refugee totally. work? I mean, uh, the source said this is all about helping Angelina create a platform right. to use her knowledge of international humanitarian causes. Hmm. Hmm. The discussions have been about documentaries, events, speeches, books, cause-driven dri- cause motives. Seems like a good idea. Seems like a very smart move for her. It does. I mean, the thing is that even while she is focusing on this stuff, humanitarian stuff, as I call it in my sort of sophisticated parlance, she hasn't given up entirely on her movie career because she does have Eternals, right? Which is like she's out to star in this whole Marvel franchise. So she already has that going. So if that succeeds, she'll have the Marvel franchise, you know, to fall back on while she's doing these other documentaries. I feel like so much of her identity is humanitarian aid focused that to think about her as an actress feels like something that's kind of harkening back to an earlier time when i think of her i know that she's an actress i know that she's directed but i'm mainly thinking about her work with refugees and other marginalized groups yeah i think she's sort of moving into that amal clooney Mm -hmm. zone where you know you sort of think of her more for charity work than her acting but it'll be interesting to see if this Eternals franchise, mm-hmm. you know, works. You know, Selma Hayek is also in it. Mm. She's kind of resurrecting her acting career. Richard Madden from Game... Actually, Kit Harington and Richard Madden from Game of Thrones are both in it. And then this is the movie that Kumail Nanjiani... Got super jacked for. Got super jacked right? for, and that's why he's in shape. So he's getting in shape for, like, you know, the past year. Angelina Jolie was already in shape. Let's see what shape her career takes.
It was a terrible week for the faces of good-looking people. I'll say. Okay, let me break it down for you. Amber Rose and Presley Gerber both have face tattoos. Yes. Okay, so Amber Rose, the former girlfriend of Kanye West Mm -hmm. and... Former fiance. Former fiance of Wiz Wiz Khalifa. And current... Activist behind something called Slut Walk. Yes. I know that. Yes. Um, owner of a gorgeous face throughout I've her career. I've always Beautiful loved woman, Amber Rose, gorgeous. her face, and the rest of her. All the of whole her. package. So there was a video posted over the weekend of Amber and her... Current... Current love partner. interest. Alexander A.E. Edwards. Alexander, Alexander E. <laughs> Alexander, Alexander Edwards, Edwards, yes. Alexander A. E. Edwards. It's okay. like Maggie M. C. Coglin. Exactly, exactly. That you know, you know what my friends call me, Maggie M. C. Coglin. They don't have time to say the whole thing. Okay, so they go shopping in L.A. for some sneakers. As and, you do, as you do, and she's in this video, and we notice that she's got tattoos. Right at her hairline, where her forehead meets her hairline, that big say, ones too. Slash and bash. Right, they're in sort of like cursive, yeah, classic kind of tattoo script. And she always has like a shaved mm-hmm. head short or like hair. shaved hair or like very short kind of gold hair. Mm-hmm. So they're like right at the top there, right? And so they say slash and bash. So it sl- says slash bash. Yeah. What is Slash Bash? Slash is her seven-month-old son with A-E. His name is Slash Electric Alexander Edwards. Named after Slash. Dad. Um, and Bash is her nickname for Sebastian Taylor, who is her son with Wiz Khalifa. So what do you think about this, Maggie? Like, do you think it looks good? What's the reaction been? Are people I'm upset. This? If I was that beautiful, I wouldn't be doing it. I mean, it's her choice. Her face, but I just feel like you can love your children and place your tattoos somewhere else besides your forehead. Right. Yeah, it's a little bit, I don't know. I I kind of agree with you on this one, but she's not the only person who's Mm -hmm. gotten, so everyone is getting face tattoos now, every single person. Yeah. Presley Gerber. Like people's moms. Amber Rose is people's moms. Exactly. She's two people's moms. Yep. She's people's moms getting face tattoos. Mom, if you're listening, <laughs> don't make any rash decisions. Okay, so Presley Gerber, son of Cindy Crawford and Rand Gerber. Right. Model. Model. Fashion model. Has gotten a tattoo. Pretty boy. Not anymore, Ian. <laughs> He's gotten a tattoo under one of his eyes that says misunderstood. Why? How? What? What's the misunderstanding about? And I quote, it says misunderstood because that's how I felt my entire life. Yes, I don't know. That's how everybody feels. That's called yeah. being a human. Yeah. So, you know, he's got tattoos on his neck, on his hands. I don't know why we had to take the leap under the eye. But does he have tattoos on the rest of his body? Because there is a thing, mm. Maggie, in the tattoo community where people who get some people now will just, they're not heavily tattooed on the rest of their body, but they just start getting tattoos on the neck and the hands. Mm-hmm. It's called the Warp Tour bodysuit. <laughs> That's what they call that. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. So I, he might have a Warp Tour bodysuit. Oh my uh, but, God, I yeah. love that term. Mm-hmm. 
So he's only because you just get the neck and the hands, and you're all like, yeah, like. But then the rest of you, anyway. So he's twenty years old. He's, he's twenty mis- years old. But like everyone feels misunderstood when they're twenty years old. I'm much older than that, and I feel misunderstood. Totally. Um, so- I understand all too well, which is my problem. <laughs> The understanding. My crushing self-awareness. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Crushing self-awareness. But the other thing also about his tattoo, see, the thing is that it is a weird thing, and I don't know how to explain the science of it, but Mm -hmm. I think we should consult some sort of a panel of experts Mm -hmm. because there are some people on whom face tattoos actually look really cool. Like, when I was in Miami for the Super Bowl and I saw Post Malone, I hate to say it, but like his face tattoos look awesome. Mm-hmm. He looks really good and they make sense. I think part of it is that, I don't know, he just has such a like casual air about him and they're done in such a casual way. And then also they're sort of, they are kind of practical. Like his always says, always tired. Kind I of get a that. concrete statement. Whereas misunderstood, it's like, oh, but God. also ask me about my... Post Malone, I feel like I'm looking at kind of it's an entire project his face the tattoos seem to play off each other and it's very cohesive whereas this misunderstood feels like someone took a stamp that said misunderstood and just hit him underneath the eye also the face tattoo trend like the the mainstreaming of it sort of happened in that like soundcloud rapper world of like the takashi 69 and the lil xan mm-hmm. and the lil peep and the lil maggie and the um the face tattoo thing now only looks good if you're you got to start putting on some more stuff there. Mm-hmm. So like what I would have started with is you go random first put on some random iconography like a little cross. Mm-hmm. Start with the cross under the eye like the effed up little cross that your buddy did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cuz he got his by like John Boy who mm-hmm. is this celebrity tattoo artist who does all of the kind of the Kendall Jenners and all the kind of Hollywood reality stars right yeah so it's like he started with that you have to do it in like yeah you were like in your friend's living room goofing around you know and you have the little jacked up kind of trash tattoos on your face and then you get misunderstood so he needs to just get some more crazy jacked up stuff on his face and then um back to amber rose back to amber rose i don't know i mean is this yeah. the influence of A.E.? Because he has a lot of facial tattoos. A- that's true. Her her partner, the father of Slash, mm-hmm. he has a bunch of tattoos on his face and his neck. And then he also has green hair. Um, <laughs> green so hair is not permanent. I, f- I, mean, I feel a lot better about the green the thing, hair. Like, I'll tell you one thing, though, about this. Like, So when Takashi 69 came out and like, that whole world of all these people with face tattoos. I have to admit, like initially I was, and I'm, as you know, pro tattoo, Maggie. Same, so Yeah, exactly. And I actually recently got two more tattoos. I'm going to show you after the podcast. Maybe I'll even post them on social media, which I've never done just for our listeners of We Hear the Page Six podcast, an exclusive social media drop. You have the exclusive on yourself, Ian. (laughs) Amazing. I've I've gotten clearance from (laughs) (laughs) myself to release this to myself. Um, And my When contacted for comment, he declined. (laughs) So 
But the thing is, so like Takashi Six Nine had all the crazy Six Nine tattoos and the stuff on the face, and I was like watching his videos and going down this crazy K hole of this whole world because the one guy who really got me was this rapper named Zan Frank who has mm-hmm. the giant Anne Frank portrait tattooed on his face. Mm-hmm. And the weird thing is, so I was totally like shocked by the whole thing, and then I was like, this. I, I was like horrified because you see it and you're like, oh my God, something's wrong with the world. Everything's effed up. People are running amok. The youth is going wild. Like we got to hide like, the, you, know, you know, clutching my pearls and whatever. But then I was just like, this is ingenious. And I'm like, the reason this is amazing is I'm now like, you know, a parent and like, you know, I like youth culture its job is to shock parents mm-hmm. and make parents like think, oh my God, like in the 50s, like they're at the sock hop, you know, like they're going nuts, they're at the drive in or whatever. I'm like, this is brilliant. I should be afraid of this. And like, it should make people like scared. So I'm not against like the whole trend in a way, but I just think it's now trickling. It, this is what we're seeing is it's like trickled down to like the male models and the sort of like peripheral. I mean, why? Ian, would you ever get a face tattoo? Yes, Maggie. Oh. No, I, I. Well, I don't know. Like, I was thinking about it on the subway the other day. Really? This is what I think about on the subway. Like a small, but I, I don't think I could pull it off. That's the thing is like, I know to stay in my lane. You know what mm. I mean? Like, I see stuff and I'm like, I know that I can't do it. And that's where Presley Gerber, I think, has gone wrong. But I have an idea, Maggie. You know, on like shows like, 2020 or whatever and with like John Quinones or whatever like they do <laughs> shout out to John <laughs> right they go in they, they, they do these like sort of hidden camera kind of man on the street things about whatever we need to do a we here segment and we need to get you a face tattoo uh, non-permanent and get you out on the streets and you're going to report back to us on how you are treated with the face tattoo I have freckles, which are face tattoos from God, <laughs> so I'm good. <laughs> That's it for this episode of We Here. We'd love to hear your questions and your ideas for the show. Is there a celebrity you're dying for us to talk about? Email your hot takes to us at podcasts at nypost.com. To hear the latest We Here episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. Don't forget to leave us a review. We'll be back tomorrow with more Page Six exclusives. See you then.